Dose of Leadership Podcast, Episode 94. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is Richard Ryerson. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. This show is brought to you by my sponsor, Audible.com. If you're like me, you like to read, but you're having trouble finding the time to squeeze in all those great books, well, Audible.com is a perfect solution. Audiobooks are great. I never thought I would like them, but I love them now. It's a great way to get caught up. I listen to and get caught up on the book as I'm driving to work, if I'm exercising, any free time, working out in the yard, I can get caught up on all my reading. You can go to uh, my website, doseofleadership.com slash audible. And you can uh, download a free audiobook. Any audiobook they have, over 100,000 titles to choose from. You can download it for free, listen to it. You can sign up for 30 days with no obligation. If you don't like it after 30 days, you can cancel your subscription. But again, it's no risk to you. Go check out doseofleadership.com slash audible and make your smartphone smarter. Well, I'm happy to have on the show today Taylor Vogt. He's a business coach. I've had his father on the show, and I'm a pleasure to have Taylor now, but he, you know, he's a business coach, but he's not going to help you with business plans, strategies, or logistics. There's certainly a lot of people out there offering great advice covering those topics, but he offers something that I'm, and helps with something I'm very passionate about. And he does something different. So it's equal of importance of a solid business plan, but what he helps you with is a business mindset. And I love that. This is why it's critical. All the time people start businesses and work out all the logistics on paper, the business should be thriving, but many just aren't. What they're missing is a business mindset. They don't have their head in the game, and so no matter how great their business plan is, their business just won't grow because they aren't growing as individuals. Well, my next guest, Taylor, certainly helps you overcome limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, and a lack of clarity when it comes to your business. He helps you grow and be certain that the business plan you're implementing is right for you. And I love that because I know that Part of the big theme here is crushing limiting beliefs, overcoming the mediocrity. So, Taylor, welcome to the Dose of Leadership podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Well, it was a pleasure talking with your father. And again, that's how we introduced ourselves. And, you know, and this whole idea of, you know, changing your mindset. And it's a big thing I'm passionate about here on the podcast. You know, mm -hmm. the other thing I'm passionate about, and you and I have had these conversations and we want to steer it towards this kind of a themed podcast. And you and I had some great discussions about this whole idea about. A judgment. I don't think we talk about it enough in a leadership sense, in a business sense. So, uh, first of all, give us a little more background about yourself, and then let's start talking about judgment. Okay, cool. Well, primarily, I'm a teacher. Uh, like you said just a moment ago, at the moment, I'm doing business coaching, but um, I, I teach in various different parts of my life, and it, it's something that like, I, I've grown to really enjoy because frankly it's kind of a meta thing you know like I, I feel like if i can help somebody i grow as an individual as well so you know i mean it's just really good for everybody Absolutely. it's something really sustainable and that's that's something that i try and focus on all the time living sustainably you know like living in such a way where i'm benefited and my environment is benefited so that's what i'm doing at the moment yeah it's one of the kind of the secret things i love that's why i love coaching too i find it helps me 
uh, become a better leader. You know, people always ask, yeah. and you think that, I think that's a kind of misconception out there about coaching is that, oh, this is the guy with all the answers. Well, the truth is the client usually has all the answers. They should anyway. An effective coach is, <laughs> yeah. an effective coach is going to help help that client get those answers that they already have with inside of them, right? I mean, that's... that. Yeah, that's exactly. Kind of, yeah. And I agree with you. I think it makes, helps me better. It's kind of the idea if you want to become a better leader, surround yourself with better leaders. You know, don't go hanging out with your drinking buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, go go get out of your comfort zone and go find some, some business leaders to hang around with. So this idea of judgment, you know, um, gosh, you look around and I'm certainly guilty of this myself. I've certainly made a lot of bad decisions in my life, uh, both personally and professionally. Some would say my judgment wasn't the best and I know it wasn't. So, you know, (laughs) why is it, what is, what is the the one way uh, that you've seen in all your coaching that leaders hurt themselves the most um, in their own leadership and make them them less effective. Yeah, well, I mean, you just said something a moment ago, which, frankly, all of us are guilty of. You know, the thing is, we're human, and we don't make the best decisions. We don't see the whole picture, and oftentimes, like, we can be acting out of some negative process and not even realize it. Mm, yeah. And you know, like you like you mentioned. Judgment is something that we don't talk about a lot because the thing is people don't want to be told that they're judgmental. <laughs> and so right. a lot of times we just like kind of avoid the topic altogether. But if we want to improve as leaders, the truth is we have to look within ourselves. And and so, you know, like figuring out our motives and what kind of processes are happening for us as we're, you know, filling our leadership roles, that's how we get better at at being leaders. And that means we have to look at judgment because being that we're human all the time, we fall into the trap of judging things. And and if we're doing that, it can really hurt the the kind of leader follower dynamic. You know, people will not want to follow us if they don't feel motivated by us or if they don't feel that we're inspirational in some sense. And and so the truth is we we need to be inspirational. You know, we wanna we wanna motivate others to action, but if there's some hidden process where maybe we're feeling superior to them or we're looking down at them in some way, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to want to follow us. And that just hurts us as leaders. So really it comes down to what our motive is and what our intention is. Do you think in talking about the, the, the terms of motive, um, mm-hmm. a lot of times I think it's unchecked ego that, that blinds judgment. I don't know. Of all the things that blind judgment, it seems like ego rears its ugly head and gets in the way. What, what do you think about definitely. that? Definitely. Yeah, yeah that, that is definitely it. And, and one way that you can just kind of like check in with yourself and see whether or not that's, you know, like messing you up as a leader is to just look at your humility. You know, because if, if you think about the kind of person that you want to follow – Maybe they stand for a cause that you know, like you're motivated or or something that you're interested in, or you feel like they're looking out for your greater good. You know, that's the kind of person that all the time we want to follow. Somebody that we feel that we can trust. Somebody who doesn't elevate themselves above us, but you know, looks at everybody as equal. The greatest leaders are the ones that are the most humble. And and so if we, you know, if we're looking at ourselves and we're asking ourselves, okay, am I being a good leader right now? All you got to do is look at, am I being humble? And if not, then, or if, you know, like we, we kind of feel like, oh, well, well, when it comes to this, I'm not as humble as I could be. Well, then there's some things that we can identify and fix. 
Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that you said uh, about the humility piece. Judgment certainly begins with humility, in my opinion. I mean, it has a couple of elements in there. First, I think you know, humility, you know, calls for, and people have heard me talk about this in the vulnerable sense, which I think they're tied. But uh, it calls for that uh, that you don't know everything, you know. Mm. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think that um, we put these masks on and we try to be somebody we're not. We try to. The myth is we try to think we have to have all the answers. The truth, of mm-hmm. course, is that we're all fallible, and regardless of yeah. where we come from, and we need to embrace that, right? I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you do embrace it, it actually doesn't mess you up as much as you think it. That's would. right. That's right. Yeah. Well, we were talking before the recording here, you know, and I want to share with the audience this whole this whole idea of um, you had a great quote from Mother Teresa, and uh, mm-hmm. that was very moving. Share that with us. Share it with the listeners of, of when it pertains to judgment. Yeah, well, for one, um, for one thing, I brought up Mother Teresa because you know, like, if we're looking in the context of leaders, arguably she's one of the greatest modern leaders, right. and and she said something very profound. It says, "If you judge people, you have no time to love them," and that's mm. perfectly ac- applicable to you know, like the the leader follower thing, because the greatest leaders, like I said, you know, they're the ones that are the most humble. And you can tell by their intentions and by their motivations that they're trying to help the people that are following them. Basically, they're showing principled love. And that's the thing. If if that's your motivation, if you want to help others, if you're trying to look out for what's best for them, that's one practical way that you're showing love to other people, and that will motivate them to follow you. But at the same time, if you're not paying conscious attention to showing principled love – then very easily you could be following falling into the trap of judging others and you know maybe feeling superior or just doing it for the glory or any other destructive thing so it's a it's a great quote i love it yeah i love it too i mean uh, i just i keep you know reflecting on it as you said it and you're actually right and it goes back to the, what i've always said about leadership and judgment that it is at the end of the day it is an ultimate act of love i mean no one maybe talks is, about yeah. it in that sense but it really is and uh, you got to have love for if you're not in the people business or at least caring for the fellow man, then you shouldn't be in the leadership business at all. And um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I love that. I think you'll have to send me that exact quote, or at least maybe I can Google it and find it. But uh, I love that. I'm going to use that in some presentations, if you don't mind. Yeah, I've, no, yeah. Well, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's not mine. <laughs> well, you talked about to me that you know, this, this idea of um, how judgment can be a, a hidden process. Can you expound on that? Yeah, it really can. Um, the thing is, you know, like going back to the idea that a lot of people, they don't really focus on the, the topic of judgment because like for one thing, we don't want to be told that we're judgmental. And at the same time, we sometimes don't want to look within ourselves because we might be afraid of what we find. And and so one thing that happens here is that, you know, like if you take a poll, for example, if you just ask 50 people straight up, if you just say to them, are you judgmental? You know, like, what do you think most of them are going to say? The majority are going to respond with, well, you know, I try and keep an open mind. They're going to brush it off. But, (laughs) I mean, being that we're fallible humans, that that typical response of, oh, you know, I'm open-minded is actually not as true as a lot of people would like it to be. Mm. And and it goes back to, you know, with what Mother Teresa said right there. Either judgment is present or love is present. So, like, if we don't feel ourselves 
consciously, actively focusing on love, then very likely there's judgment there. But a lot of times we don't see it. It hides. But one way to find it is that judgment always breeds negativity. So if something negative is happening, then it's it's probably safe to assume that there's a judgment happening somewhere. But if love is happening, you know, principled love, caring about others, showing humility, judgment can't exist in that environment. So it, it really comes down to what are we consciously focusing on right now? That's the way that you can, you know, find whether or not you're being judgmental or whether or not you're being loving. I see. So, uh, but let's expand. Let's expand on that. What if, what if this person that I'm dealing with though has given me some actions that, um, you know, what what if their actions have speak spoken so loudly that I have, I I can't but help but judge them? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Well, there's there's yeah no yeah it makes perfect sense. That's actually a very good question because like a lot of people who, you know, like they. Like a lot of people who are looking for practical ways to live their lives, you know, like on the surface, they think, well, without judgment, how can I make sound decisions or how can I know who I should be near and who I should stay away from? And there's a distinction here between assessment and judgment. And, and a lot of times people think that it's the same thing, but it's not. Assessment is realizing what, you know, this person standing in front of you is saying or doing and whether or not it's good for you to be around this person. That's an assessment. You know, you're just seeing what's there and you're realizing what actions you need to take as a result of that now. But that's different than judgment because if you're looking at this person and you're realizing, you know, what's happening right now is not good for me, I need to get out of this situation, if you're able to say that in just a matter-of-fact way and you're not making them wrong about it and you're saying, okay, that's who this person is. Apparently, I should just go elsewhere. That's still an assessment, but the second it gets emotional, it becomes a judgment. You know, like you could very easily realize that this is not good for you, but if you start saying, oh, this isn't good for me and they shouldn't do that, or this isn't good for me and this is a bad person, or I need to get away from this person, I don't like them. When it gets emotionally charged like that, that's when it becomes something negative for you. Right. And that's what a judgment is. So, like, we're still open to assess and see things, but if we get negatively emotional, that's when it begins to hurt us as well. Mm. And that's why it's not a sustainable process. Interesting. So, what can we do? I think the other part of judgment, too, um, or having discernible judgment, is this mm. ability. You, you talked about humility, but this ability. Ability to be intentionally reflective or um, take a step back and look. Does has that ever entered into your coaching about judgment? I mean, taking a, an honest assessment of um, where you're at in the process is that a part of judgment in your mind? Yeah, it is. Yeah, like we all need to be aware of what it is that we're capable and incapable of doing at the moment. And I mean, that's that's really just being humble and being modest, recognizing, hey, I'm not Superman. I can't do everything. And like, I think it, it goes back to what we realized before that we're fallible creatures. And if we're OK with that, then it, it doesn't affect us as badly as we think it will. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> you know, so recognizing that, hey, there's just some things that I can't do or that I shouldn't do just because I'm not very good at it. It's okay. 
you know, that helps you move on to things that you are good at. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think this this idea of constantly paying attention to where I'm at right now and what I need to be doing, that's that's a process that benefits everybody and especially leaders because if a leader is trying to force a situation, if they're trying to do something which they really shouldn't be doing in the first place based on their circumstances or their abilities or their mindset, you know, it's good to just stop, take a breather, pay attention to what's happening and realize I should be doing something else. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, let me play devil's advocate a little bit too on this job. So sure. what about if, um, okay, so if I'm trying to be open-minded with everything and couldn't I run the risk of coming across as not standing for anything. I mean, what's the, what's the fine line between, okay. Um, and I agree. I think a huge part of leadership has to be a high degree of emotional intelligence and a high degree of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. means that you have the ability to a high degree of empathy. You, you try to put yourself in other people's shoes when, when you're judging or making decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but how do you, if, if you're so, isn't there the risk of being so almost wishy-washy like you don't stand for anything? Or am I, or am I overthinking Yeah, that? Yeah, no, I see where you're going with this. That is possible. Um, one thing about it, though, is that you know, like, it's okay to take a stand on something. And uh, like, how do I describe this? Oh, let me think here. Like, <laughs> I guess for me that it, it would be like um, – Sometimes it does drive me crazy. I'm like, well, who am I to judge? I always, I, right. I, it drives me crazy when people say they they make some comment and then they go, but who am I to judge? You know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I guess I would rather have them or be respectful. Like, well, that's wrong, you know. And certainly there are behaviors that are certainly wrong that you would would stand by, you know. I mean, so where do you draw the line and saying, well, well, that's you know, who am I to judge? You know, yeah, I okay. can't, you know, I, I, guess, I guess like. What what you might be looking at here is kind of like the difference between being like, for example, righteously indignant mm-hmm. about something. You know, like right. if, if you look at some of the leaders throughout history who have really just like pioneered social change, you know, like Martin Luther King or something like that. These were people who took a stand against something that was negative. Right. And, and I guess that's that's really what you're looking at here. You know, like you're not a judgmental person if you're legitimately upset about something that is not productive for society. Right. You know, if if there's something negative happening, which hurts all of us, it's okay to be angry about it. The thing is, you just don't want to live in that anger. Now it's possible to to take that anger and use it for something useful, you know, which is kind of what King did, you know, like he realized, Hey, let's take a stand against this because there's something better if we do. And some people, you know, they were legitimately angry about what was ha- what was happening there, but as long as that anger did not become their life, it did not hurt them. Right. Yeah, it's a great example. Martin Luther King is a perfect example. You know, it's like, well, on principle, you know, this is what I stand for and this is what mm-hmm. I believe and these beliefs, these laws, these regulations, this mindset is wrong. And here's why yeah. it's wrong. Um, so you are judgmental, I guess, but it, I guess not because how did he? What what was what was he standing for? It was obviously, you know, violent disagreement. When I say violent, mm-hmm. innocent, and trying to use his words, violent disagreement, but nonviolent in your in your actions and your thoughts, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He kind of fell more on the assessment side because he realized this is not something that is good for us. And he used that as a springboard to something more powerful. Right. You know, so like the, again, the difference between assessment and judgment is a judgment is where you take an assessment and then you make something about it wrong. Mm, yeah, I got you. And and really, by by saying something's wrong, what you're also doing is you're you're trying to elevate yourself above it. Yeah, which is an ego thing. Yeah, that makes you know, so that like that's sense. that's the kind of judgment that hurts us, where we say something is bad, and by extension, I'm better than that thing. You know, like having that idea that I'm better than this thing or I'm better than this person that creates divisions between us, and it inflates the view that we have of ourselves. Yeah, and the motives you know, are so wrong. So then yeah. nobody nobody can really deal with us in any reasonable way. Yeah, and what you're talking about, the motive is wrong, and that's why it's not aligned with. Yeah. it's not aligned with something principled. It's aligned with, like you said, your ego or advancement mm-hmm. of yourself, exactly. or or driving somebody else down, or it's you know covering up an insecurity or something like that. Yeah, okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Did... So really, it comes down to intention, and and you know that's why King made such a difference because he had positive intention even if he was legitimately angry about what was happening. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so if I find myself in that that situation, I'm sitting there, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm trying to be the best leader every day, you know, and I mm-hmm. I, I struggle and I have some successes and I fail. I find myself being extremely judgmental. What can I do to kind of break free from those chains? Yeah, well, it just goes back to what Mother Teresa says. You know, like if we find ourselves in a negative process of judgment, and I mean, sometimes like we might find something negative happening in our lives and like that, that negativity is there because a judgment is there. But even if we don't know what the judgment is, but you know, like we realize, okay, I'm angry about this situation. Maybe we don't know whether or not we're judging that thing, but if the negativity is there, very likely a judgment is there. And the way out of that is to just start expressing love. You know, like that's that's the solution here. If there's a judgment or if there's negativity or if there's anger or fear or pride, any of those negative things, the answer to it is love. And and like I'm not saying you gotta go and be some hippie flower child to make all your problems go away. You know, like there's practical ways of expressing principled love. Basically it's just care about what's happening for others and focus on humility. And really that that fixes a slew of negative emotions that can hurt all of us yeah you're right i mean i think the the letting go um one of the things i always say especially when i'm flying with new people i've never flown before i said hey there's no ego in this fight and um Mm -hmm. i think there's no room for egos in in any setting um and that's where you know a lot of the like you said, the bad judgment calls come from. I really do believe that at the at the heart of it is is a, an unchecked ego or an insecurity mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Judgment is a key to true leadership. I believe. You know, I think it's um, one of the most important role a leader can make is making good judgment calls. And in in uh, you were we were focusing pretty much on the key and the people. What about in a crisis? I know we haven't talked about this much but what do you what do you think about judgment in a crisis to me i think a crisis is when leaders are made or broken i don't know what 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 do you how do you think um I yeah know. yeah i could i could agree with that the the thing here you know like there there's two different ways that people look at judgment in like 
one of them is the idea where I need to make sounds decisions and choices and right. and I need to pay attention to what's happening. And for leaders, that's that's an essential part of what makes them leaders. And that's why people follow them because they're good at making those judgment calls. They're good at making choices and decisions based on whatever's happening. But for for a leader to stay in that zone where and I mean, especially, like you said, especially during a crisis where things are not going as planned or things are unexpected or you're in a situation that can make or break you. It's important that you stay in that zone where you're assessing things, because the second that you fall into the negative type of judgment, the other type yeah. of judgment that, that people think about, where you're putting others down, you're elevating yourself, you're doing it for the glory or any any negative thing, which is ego based that's that's what's going to break you. So like in a crisis situation, pay attention to love and humility and you'll stay in that zone where you're making sound decisions based on what's happening. Yeah. I love that. So how often do you deal on on the business coaching side? How often um do you talk to uh, businesses about specifically dealing with judgment? All the time. It it's actually one of like the main things that comes up for me because like my whole message about business is doing it sustainably. And, and, you know, like that's not just about running a business that makes money. It's also about like the, the business owner personally. The thing is if you're running a small business or if you're, if you're running your own business and your head's not in the right place, if you're not in that zone where you're making sound assessments and decisions and, you know, like, just handling anything unexpected. If you're not in that zone where you're able to do that, your business will not grow. And this is where I get into what I call the business mindset because your business is going to reflect you. And so you might have a great business plan, but if you're not in that zone where you're making great judgment calls and assessments and, and realizing what you need to do next, it could all be for not, you know, you might have a great plan, but you yourself are not able to implement it. And and so this is where this idea of love over judgment comes in, because when you want to run a business that's going to grow and that's going to sustain you and your community and your family, and that's going to give something of value to your clients, if you want something which will help your total complete environment, you have to be humble and you have to realize what you're good at, what you're not good at what you should do, what you should not do. And, and really it all comes down to humility and showing principled love, you know, trying to do what's good for other people as well as what's good for yourself. Well, I love that. What about you? What advice would you give to someone? I like going into a leadership position for the first time. I mean, I know maybe you deal mm -hmm. with, with people that maybe some of these small businesses don't realize they need to be leaders, but do you, what advice would you give to someone who's just kind of getting into the game for the first time? Well, yeah, you just said something great right there. Realize that you need to be a leader. <laughs> That's one thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, it's something that not everybody thinks about. They think, me, a leader? Oh, no, whatever. But if you're running a business, you're leading something. That's right. You know, so, I mean, even if it's just a tiny little team of people or even if you have a really small client base, you're still a leader in that position. And the thing is, 
if you find your, I mean, like the, the advice that I give to everybody is that if you find yourself in a situation where something just isn't working, very likely what's happening is you're getting into that negative process of judgment where you're not making sound choices. You're falling into the trap of either elevating yourself, putting others down, making something wrong, feeling superior to something. And the way out of that is to just realize that a negative process is happening and realize that, you know, like the, the feelings that you have about that negative process, maybe it's anger, maybe it's fear, maybe it's tension or stress. Those feelings are there to inform you that something unsustainable is happening. And the easy, quick way to get that pain to go away is to just pay attention to it and say, okay, message received. Yeah. You know, really that's that's what emotions are. They're just messengers. Like we exist apart from our emotions. We have them and we experience them, and that's how we know that emotions are not who we are because we have control over them. And so just realize, hey, this emotion here, while while it feels negative, it's just alerting me to something being wrong. And and that's a really good thing because if our emotions did not alert us to things being wrong, we would be in a whole mess of trouble and we wouldn't even realize it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the like the the key way of getting over that negativity is to just pay attention to that messenger and say, "Okay, you gave me a message that I needed to hear. Thank you." And focus on expressing love to that messenger and then it quiets down. And then you're in a better place because now you've received the message, you're realizing, "Oh, I needed to, you know, I needed to hear about that." And you're in a position where that negative emotion no longer has control over you because when you start expressing love to something, you become more powerful mm. and it no longer has a hold on you. You know, that's why all these civil rights leaders were successful. You know, like Gandhi, for example, he just expressed love to everybody and the guy was unconquerable. Right. <laughs> you know, that's what was happening right there, right there. That's why he was a good leader. He loved everything and that made him into something more powerful than whatever anybody else could throw at him. And so that's what I always recommend to people. If you find yourself in negativity, just pay attention to that messenger emotion and love it. And then it no longer has power over you. Yeah, I love that. Well, I can't tell you. I mean, I don't know how many if clients that you get. Um, a lot of people don't want to deal with that. They think it's too touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. I think there's well, great... Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, I agree. There's there's people out there that are doing this in a touchy-feely way. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, if that works for them, it works for them. But, you know, like, I agree with you. I'm, I'm kind of more on the practical side. You know, it's like, okay, we're talking about some kind of stuff that could be considered touchy-feely and all that kind of thing. But it, it is possible to do this in a practical way. Yeah. And and that's that's what I focus on. You know, like, I'm like, all right, but what do I need to do about this? <laughs> right. You know, so it's like, okay, break it down and let's get, let's get practical. That's, that's good. Well, I love it. I love your common sense approach. And, um, I love the idea, um, especially, um, having the ability to be humble is a great starting point and, um, focusing on unconditional love, which is at the root of all successful leadership. And, um, all, all the people that study leadership would agree with that. So, um, I love what you're doing. How can people find you, get in touch with you, give a quick plug how people can get in touch with you? Sure. They can go to 
www.veraclaritas.com. That's V-E-R-A-C-L-A-R-I-T-A-S. And right there on the homepage is a way to get updates. We have daily and weekly updates. We talk about some various things. Like We talk about solidifying your mission. We talk about getting clarity in your life and your business. And I personally talk about this idea of living and running your business in a sustainable way, in a way that supports not only your business, but you and anybody else in your environment. So that's the way that people can get in touch with us. And we got a lot of great information that's out there for free. So yeah, it's a great website, get them. A, a great <laughs> website, and I'll have links to it on the post. Guys, Taylor, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a true pleasure to have you on this show, and I'm glad to have you in my circle. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. All right, Taylor, we'll talk to you soon. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.